I'm still checking out Japanese TV. Isn't this that cartoon that causes seizures? It's the Bonsai Beat with Pat and Jello Kuhn. Your weekly dose of the latest news, current and classic show reviews, DVD picks, and so much more. This is episode 7 of the Bonsai Beat, and this week we will be doing several things. As always, our weekly news, we will have episode reviews, DVD picks, and this week, long lost anime of battle programmer Shirasi. I'm here with Pat as always. Yo, everybody. So buckle in, and let's get started. Whee! So That's about all the enthusiasm I got tonight. <laughs> a, a whimper of a wee. Oh, alright. Well, I guess I'll, I'll, I'll kick us off for tonight, because... Sounds good. That's what I do, I guess. <laughs> Indeed. And to start our news for the week, I'm going to start with something that I actually care about, and that is that... Bandai and Sunrise have announced um, that they are working on another MS Igloo project. Um, MS Igloo 2, Juryoken Sensen, which is Gravity's Warfront. It's going to be another CJ anime OVA like the first two MS Igloo OVAs. And, but this one is going to focus on ground troops on the Federation side, while the first two MS Igloo OVAs, both were, um, Xeon devoted, essentially. And it seems like it's gonna have a lot of the exact same people coming back, and they haven't said exactly how long it's gonna be, but the first two were, um, uh, three episodes each, I believe, and I imagine it'll probably end up being three episodes again. And hopefully it'll come out here in the U.S. like the um, first ones have. Granted, I haven't I haven't seen the first ones yet, but that's because they're Bandai Visual USA releases, and I haven't gotten around to showing out that kind of money for them yet. But I do actually really want to watch them, so it's something cool for me to look forward to now. Moving on, Media Blasters rescues surreal no morabito life. Did I even say that correctly? Uh. It's probably Seirai no Moribito, I think. I think it's Seirai. Gotcha. Well, either way, they've put the opening... They've put the opening... Anime's opening animation on its Kite Liberator DVD release, so... Uh, that's, you know, really how it ever got started. Basically, the company ceased sales and distribution in North America, but the Bang Zoom... Yeah, Guinean. Yeah, it was a yeah. Guinean license that they owned. Oh, yep. So yeah, we were all surprised. Bang's new entertainment president confirmed in December that his company was still dubbing the series for Genion. I'm actually kind of surprised that yeah, Bang Zoom. That. Oh, okay. That they, I remember reading that they said that they were still working on it, even though um, Gideon uh, said they weren't going to release it. But that's probably because they were probably paid up front for it or something like that. Probably. And, um, yeah, I mean, I don't know, there's no dates or anything, so, I mean, it's one of those things that 
I guess if you like the uh, show... Uh, I think what this news is really important for is the fact that it's proof that something's going on and that people are working with Gideon and starting to pick up these licenses because this is the first one since Gideon's kind of went... that has been rescued. <laughs> now, yeah, hopefully we'll really... see some of the bigger ones... Yeah, I soon. hope so too. I hope so too, because I like, I loved Karen, especially. That show that, was so fun to watch, and it's just like, well, it's done. They yeah, they didn't finish the release of that. They didn't finish the release of, um, Higarashi. Or a couple other, I think, they didn't finish Higarashi, and a couple others they didn't finish. And there's some other older stuff that they released that I'd like to see box sets of, so hopefully. Such as? Uh, Shauna. Ah, okay. And Fate Stay Night. Gotcha. So, there you go. And then, probably a, a, a more reasonably priced re-release of the new ver- newer versions of the Trigun DVDs. Gotcha. So well, hey. Go. Yeah. Well, good news for Genion fans, I guess. Yeah. Hopefully, it's a start of something better. Yeah, hopefully. Alright. I'll kick up the next one, and that is that, um... The Clanad After Story season has been announced... Uh, at the end of the 23rd episode, there was a, a short announcement, um, which essentially confirmed that a second season of the show is coming that will cover the after story. Uh, no other information about it has been given, like how long it'll be, or when it'll air, but it's probably safe to assume it'll probably air in the fall. That's what makes perfect. That makes sense to me. So I imagine that's when it'll be airing. Yeah. Um, I'm sure. I'm I'm fairly excited about it. I mean, it's nice to see that they're going to finish the story. And I'm sure all the crazy um, Kyoani fans are all, or yeah, Kyoani and Key fans are real excited about it. Oh, I bet. Yeah, I'm sure they're all you know jumping for joy. Yeah, sure. I didn't want to say that, but yeah, there you go, basically. Yes. Uh, Madhouse to animate the new Kasserhan... Kasserhan. Kasserhan? Uh, My bad. So, Madhouse to animate the new Kasserhan TV series for fall. Uh, Basically, this show is from, like, 1993 originally, so I guess this is a really big deal. So, the Madhouse Animation Studio basically revealed on the first day of the Tokyo International Anime Fair that they would be doing an original anime that recounted the story of Kashin. Uh, Kashin is a cyborg who rises against the robotic armies that have subjugated all of humanity. The yeah. series tentatively titled Just Kashin is scheduled for this fall. Yeah. It sounds like something you might like. Yeah, it is. I um, I actually I have the um live-action movie that came out a couple years ago, which was cool. The story was a little weak in it, granted, but um, it was really well done, and it's cool to see a more, you know, I'm sure it'll be a much more um, fleshed-out version of the story, which is great to um, to see coming. I think that with today's technology, I mean, they could do stuff that they couldn't do in 1993. Yeah, definitely, you know? and I think, I think it'll be badass, hopefully. Madhouse is decent, so I'm sure it'll work out. Sweet. There we go. Alright, moving on once again, we got some stuff that's probably more interesting for you Americans, and that is that, um, 
Uh, sorry, spacing out. Um, Blue Dragon? Yeah, Blue Dragon is going to start its run on Cartoon Network. Starting, uh... Damn, when is that? It started this past weekend, actually. March 28th at 10.30pm. Yeah, March 30 28th this past weekend on the last slot for Toonami. Or whatever. Yeah, they basically took over the second... I think they usually showed Prince of Tennis. Yeah, they were. They were. I think it's actually one. Or what? Excuse me, One Piece. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah, I guess it's a big deal now that Cartoon Network just quit showing One Piece out of the blue. Yeah, and they, yeah, for some reason I don't know why, but yeah, they they started up Blue Dragon, and then another interesting thing is the one we were just talking about, um, Seirei no Moribito, um is going to be um, airing on Cartoon Network as well. They haven't said when, but... And there, wow. that, there, that probably um, actually explains why it was still in production before Media Blasters picks it up, because they, they already had the rights to it, to air it, before uh, Media Blasters picked up the license again. They must have acquired the rights to air it. Yeah, back when it was owned by um, Gideon. Gotcha. So what, I, I mean, they have the rights to it. They haven't said anything if they're going to air it still, but I imagine they probably will. Yeah. Uh, the other thing that they kind of came out of this was uh, there's 26 new episodes of Shin-Chan. Uh, that, and then they'll debut on Adult Swim on April 4th at 12.30. Oh. 12th. Oh, excuse me. Um... There was, yeah, basically it'll start airing on the 12th. 26 new ones. As far as I know, the show is just basically MXC dubbed over. It's, <laughs> it's something. Because I found very many references to current events and mm. these in later episodes, so. Yeah, some people like it. I, I can barely stand it. But Hey, Action Bastard is the best. He's my favorite superhero ever. Well, you can keep watching it. I'll, I'll pass for now. <laughs> Alright, moving on, my friend. Okay. Kodomo no Chiken, second term anime announced. Huzzah, huzzah. I, for one, am happy. I will let my feelings be known here in a moment. Basically, the, fa- the official website for Kodomo no Chiken has announced a new series called Second Term Has Been Greenlit's Production. In the special limited edition 5th volume of the original manga that will ship on July 11th, a special DVD will be included for a, with a promotional video for the second term. Um, it's not really known right now if they're going to stick to that second term. Like, I know School Rumble yeah. kind of had the same thing. But right. for right now, it's tentatively called second term. Yeah, well, I'm sure there are and people that are excited. I haven't watched it, I mean... People keep telling I'm me to look past the, um, kind of... Look past the Wally, and it's a good show. I recommend, though, getting the DVD rips, if possible, because the original run of the show... Yeah, I know, you were was telling so me heavily that. censored. Yeah. So that's what I gotta say, is... Definitely watch the DVD versions. Yeah. And I guarantee you that they're gonna push the Lolly envelope again most likely, but I really hope they come to their senses and don't edit everything to hell because, I mean, it just got so terrible and 
what I don't understand is they show something like Hirashi or Gantz or you know those really dark, bloody, violent animes. Yeah. And they show the guts flying out and all that stuff. But yet they can't show like panties or you can't hear a, a seven-year-old cuss. Uh, where's the line? I mean, I'm not saying it's right or wrong, but if you're going to go on the one extreme, why can't you have the other extreme? Yeah. So, I'm hoping it's a, still a good story, because the, the story kind of ended kind of weird in the first season, but I'm kind of surprised to see a second season. Yippee skippy. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure people are excited about it. I'm not one of them for the most part, but it's cool. People will enjoy it. Alright. Yeah. but yeah. Moving on. Yeah, moving on. Oh, man, we gotta find something better to say than moving on every two minutes. Yeah, that's but, true. Uh, anyways, we got new Nagima Ovas coming. Uh, Ken Akamatsu announced on his blog that for the limited edition versions of the volumes 23 through 25 of the Nagima series. They're going to each come with a DVD featuring an OVA episode. Um, these are going to be... It's These are ones that are going to be animated by Shaft, who animated the second television series. I'm not really sure what's the story... They haven't really said what the story of them's going to be, if it's going to just be... I haven't watched the second TV series, so I'm not really sure where it goes. I heard it was a little different than... Than either the, the either the manga or the other first TV series, so I don't really know if it's open or what. So I'm guessing that it'll probably end up being like a uh, uh, spacing out um, something that probably takes place after the TV series or animated versions of parts of the story from the manga or something. Gotcha. I mean, it's the same thing that uh, was just done last year for the. Tokyo Revelations OVAs for Subasa Chronicles, so it seems like this is something that they're starting to do more and more. Which is cool. I like it. Alright. <laughs> well, okay. Hayate the Combat Butler anime series, uh, second season leaked. Hell yes. Well, basically a page from a future issue of the Shonen Sunday magazine has reportedly announced that a second season of Hayate the Combat Butler Hayate no has, Yeah, you say that right, right loud and proud. Yes. It's been greenlit for production. If you don't know the story, the story follows a boy named Hayate, which is a butler, bodyguard, and confidant. And more to a girl named Nagi to pay off about a $1.6 million debt. Yes. And the final episode will be airing very shortly actually probably already has yeah, aired just, it. I, think it, I believe it just aired a couple days ago. I haven't seen it yet, but God, I really love this show and I'm really happy to hear that there's going to be more of it coming just because it's so damn funny. I just love all the different anime references and shit in it. And Whoa, basically I'm really excited to see that this one is getting so do more... You- do you think the show will be ever be sent, bring, brought over to America? Ugh, I mean, it would be hard. There are so many. But Viz is already doing the manga. Yeah. Well, I don't know or, how. Well, I imagine the manga's got a lot of the same stuff. So, 
But, um, it would be hard to do. It would be harder probably to dub, just because. Hey, if they could dub XL Saga, they can do anything. Yeah, I guess so. You got a point there. But it, it <laughs> is loaded with references, even Gal Gygar, which made me happy. <laughs> you have that in your favorite YouTube pick. <sighs> Alright, now I'm going to kick off with our last story, or... Yeah, end it with our last story, and that is that Jam Project is going to be um, appearing at Otakon this year, which is really awesome news to me. I mean, if you don't know Jam Project, they've done um, count tons of different anime themes, and separately different members have done tons of anime themes, and then as a group they've done tons of them, including a lot of... One of their biggest things is they do a lot of Super Robot Wars songs, and then... <laughs> They did that Lucky Star cover recently, which was interesting to say the least, but it's basically tons of people who are like the kings of cheese in anime songs, if yet. It's a good way to say it. And I, I can say I'm certainly very excited about it, and that's basically enough to. And I'm basically, yeah, I'll definitely be there. It's only an hour and a half drive, or two hour drive there for me, so I'll definitely be there to check it out. I can't wait. Well, there you go. We're going to see Patch on Anime News Network. Unruly fan upsets Jam Project. Banned yeah. from the United States. I'm banned from the, I'm banned from the United States. <laughs> or they'll, they'll, condemn, they'll condemn us and never return. Oh, that would suck. <laughs> or you'll just throw your panties on stage, I don't know. <laughs> you'll throw your guy Gagar ba- guy boxers up there. Wow. So many images there. <laughs> I've just ruined it for our listeners. Chunky white dude. <laughs> wow. <laughs> okay, moving on. Well, uh, yeah. Now that everyone's scared to death. Yes. Let's talk about anime that's coming out next week. Ugh, another short week. Yeah, it seems like April is just fairly weak for the most part. Like, but, um. What are there, five releases this coming week? Ooh. And I'm going to pick something... I've been kind of outspoken, I think, about my feelings on Bandai Visual USA, but I can't help but say that they do make good releases. It's just they're too expensive. And one I actually would like to pick up, and probably will someday, is their Blu-ray Yukikaze box set. I mean, it's essentially the same as the Japanese one that came out a month or so ago, but, um, it's got all these extras and shit on it, too, but, you know, it has the English language and the Japanese and subtitles added to it. I'm not really sure what was on the Japanese one, but at the same time, it's cheaper than importing the Japanese one, and it's got, it's a great, the whole oval was incredible looking and had amazing sound to begin with, but now with this Blu-ray release, you've got lossless audio and incredibly well done up-converted video, so it's definitely something worth checking out. Worth checking out if you have the money. I, I mean, if you have the money and you're thinking about it, go for it. It's just 150 bucks for a 9-episode series, so it's hard to recommend to everybody. It's hard to recommend to anyone, it seems like. Jeez. <laughs> Yay piracy. Oh, who said that out loud? I don't know. Um, fuck. Hell Girl, I guess. 
I mean, I haven't even watched the damn show, but it seems interesting. Yeah. There's just so little out for this coming week. I mean, F it. Well, we got Simon Volume 3. Uh, that's def- that'll actually be picking up, probably. I have to pick up 2 uh, and 3. So, there's something else. That's going to be cheap as hell. That could probably be able to pick... They've been like 15 bucks regularly at Best Buy, at least. So, that's something I... Nice. So if you can't afford the $150 Yuki Kaze, <laughs> you can pick up Volume 3 of Samoon, which is only 15 probably. There so you there go. you go. Just take a zero off there. <laughs> nice. Oh, Lord. That's, that's just kind of depressing to think about. Eh, People like their anime, I guess. I like my anime. It's just $150. It's just it's a lots of money. Yeah, no kidding. I'll go buy half an iPod or something with that money. Mm. So, so we've done our DVD picks. How about we get into your Gundam rant? Uh, Alright, I guess I'll... Go the final on. Gundam rant. Yeah, this is going to be my final Gundam rant for a while. I know everyone's probably really upset about that out there. But, alright, I didn't talk about 24 last week. But it's really hard for me to think <laughs> straight like this. So basically, 24, it was like loaded with action. Not tons of development, but the biggest thing about episode 24 was after the big battle and everyone got trashed and Lock On died, we see everyone depressed about Lock On. And then they just end up going right straight back into battle with the 11 remaining. GNXs from the UN and what looks to be some and some crazy ass golden mobile armor that Alejandro is piloting for some freaky ass reason and he and the giant mobile armor essentially goes nuts kicks everyone's and has a giant fucking cannon that trashes the Ptolemaeus and kills off the crazy doc, the doctor that you see like twice so far. And then, you essentially see a big fight. Everyone, or the three remaining Meisters are in a major battle. And then you see some people die. <laughs> The Kyrios and the Nautile both get trashed, and... Damn it, what's her name? Fuck, oh, I feel bad. Christina and Lichty, who are the only two remaining on the bridge, because Christina tricks um, Felt to get off the bridge, both get shot at by a GNX, and both of them die. In each other's uh. arms. And... Basically, that's where... 24 left off. And 25 essentially returns with more battling and plenty more and plenty more death, essentially. Um, you see a crazy fight. You see Setsuna with the with the GN arms, which ends up being a complete waste. It seems like they keep getting these new things that just get destroyed all the damn time in this show. And basically, yeah, he fights Alejandro in the giant mobile armor. Finally, after after the GN arms gets destroyed and Lassie dies. Not Lassie. Yes, Lassie died. <laughs> uh. And Setsuna finally manages to destroy, to destroy the, the golden mobile armor. 
just in time for Alejandro to launch out in some golden suit, and so they so that he and Satsuna can fight in a suit. And Satsuna finally beats him, and then all out of the blue, for some reason, Graham shows up in his crazy ass um, modified flag fighter with a uh, damn, what's it called? With a GN drive uh, on it. And he, now he has to fight Setsuna, and they essentially fight each other until, see, bam, they collide and blow up, essentially. But I don't think either of them is dead, because they're, like, two of the key characters. But besides that, you see a crazy-ass fight with, you know, bef- before I get to the time skip, you see a crazy fight with Hallelujah and Hallelujah, who, you know... Somehow, by slicking his hair back, the two, his, both personalities work together to kick, um, Soma and the Colonel's asses before he screws up and for some reason, um, somehow, Hallelujah dies, so Hallelujah can live or something like that. And then at the same time, it looks like Thierry has died. He ejects his GN drive from the Nautile says he's going to where Lock-On is, so it's basically implied that he's dead. But now, uh, basically stops there, and then to close out the season, we see a four, it goes four years later, and we see basically what's happened since this battle is that the UN has reformed itself as the United Sphere Federation, and it's their one-year anniversary. They've essentially formed, you know, a, one giant, um, group like a real real place that's a merger of all nations to work together <laughs> with their own Earth Sphere Federation peacekeeping force to you know stop everyone from f- questioning their authority basically and you see all basically all the for the most part a lot of the surviving characters you see Saji who is now working in space and basically opens with him working in space, writing a letter to Louis saying, I haven't talked to you in two years. I'm finally working in space. And that I'll... I'll be waiting for you there. Which I thought was kind of weak. So it's like, ugh. So he still doesn't have much of a spine. But but besides that, you see him and he's looking off in the distance and he sees something flying by with GN particles. Someone meant, says something to him. Like, oh, there's a... Something. Oh, there's GN particles. I wonder whose it is. And he says it's not the UN because it has green particles. Which essentially means, and you can tell by the way he's talking, that everything's getting ready to start again after four years. And you see this crazy montage. You see all sorts of characters. Some weird thing. Something looks like Graham wearing a mask because that's one of the most important things in Gundam is there always has to be a masked character and it kind of feels a little forced that he kind of shows up right at the end of that fight fights Setsuna they both go and then oh look there he is he has a mask now it's almost like had him show up for no reason just so he could get in a fight so he could have a mask in the second season and then you see what looks like Nina who is now working with Wanlu Ming damn I hope I got that right I think it's Wanlu Ming it might be Min and then you see her talking with damn the mechanic from the Ptolemaeus and they're talking about how they're preparing the new units 
and she shows, and they're shown the original Gundam, the, the Gundam O, while they speak about the new Gundam Double O, which she believes is going to be the unit to finally change the world. Which, and we, obviously we don't get to see it. And with that, the first season of Gundam Double O, the first half of the series, is over. Which, overall, I gotta say, I really... I've enjoyed it a lot. A lot more than I enjoyed Seed or Seed Destiny. Definitely, it's been structured a lot better. The end of it was kind of rushed. But you can really see that there's this structure coming with all these characters that's going to come together in some way to really um, get interesting and probably be pretty badass in the second in the second season. Now all we got to do is suffer through the seven-month wait. And here's hoping it's not too painful. Oh, well, at least I got Macross Frontier to keep me happy. And there we go. Hooray, hooray. And bye-bye. And I'm done with that for today. Thank you, thank you all for... T- being patient with my Gundam rants, that's going to be the last one for a little while. Yes, I think we've both decided on maybe Soul Eater. Yeah, we're going to be watching something in tandem to make it a little more interesting next season. Yeah, I think I'm going to check out Crystal Blaze as well. I think that's, I think that's the extent of my anime perusing. I might check out that one with the naked chick or taking showers, a naked chick showing up out of nowhere. Oh yeah, to love room. <laughs> yeah, what the fucks? <laughs> oh, no, no, oh, yeah, yeah, oh, Lord. That's I still say, I still say it's Robop of uh, Foxy Love. <sighs> I'm saying I okay. can't stab you through the internet. You'll get your chance. You'll get your chance. <clears throat> so, okay, for this week's, for this week's a long-lost anime... I took a look at Beto Programmer Shirasi. Uh, the series originally aired in 2003, so it's not that old. But, it was only nine, uh, 15 episodes, and they were only about eight and a half minutes long. And I gotta say, for something like this, it was perfect. Um, the story is basically a comedy, ichi kind of story. Kind of all over the place. So basically, there's this guy named uh, his name Akira Sharisi. He's the main character of the story. He's very talented with computers, and basically is a freelance programmer. He doesn't accept money. He accepts tokens of gifts, like the first episode. Some out-of-production scuzzy PCI card. And basically, he's, like, feared and admired. So he lives with his aunt, with his, like, uh, what would it be? His... Basically, he lives with his sister, I believe. Because her daughter is his uncle, so... Or... Her daughter... Shirasi's his her uncle. So basically, he lives with Masao. Masao is very young. She's a sixth grader. Well, he basically kind of has a crush on her, but really doesn't do much. Uh, he ba- she basically cooks before him, and basically he's just a lazy ass who 
sits on the computer all day. You know, and she does everything like a wife would do, and yeah. So, basically, the premise of the show is... Shirasi gets contacted by different organizations, and every guy is named... Um, has the same name of... God damn it, I can't think of it. Oh, Akazuki. Every person is named Akazuki. And his nickname is BPS. So everyone calls him BPS. And every time Akazuki would walk through the door or go to meet uh, BPS for the first time, something would happen where he would land in an awkward position, usually with Masao. Like the first time an earthquake happened, and the guy came walking to the door, and he was on top of her, and they always freak out, like, what? A new sex position? The high hip position? Doggy style? Okay, I gotta keep cool. This is the guy I wanna work with? He's a sick pervert. Okay, exactly, I never saw it, and just play it cool. And then they just go on. And they always have some kind of laugh track. So that's kind of the running gag throughout the story. Yeah, it kind of gets old after a while, I'll say that much. So basically, he's contacted to perform a task. Usually it's some big fat-ass guy who calls himself the King of America. And he finds these really outlandish like, ways to hack the internet. Like, he hacked in, like the first episode, he hacked into a shipping company and got some supercomputer. So this company who owns a supercomputer contacts BPS to try and get you know to try to get rid of it because it's the person the King of America person is causing trouble with it. So basically, he's on his way and their headquarters explode. Well, BPS can do anything apparently. He just gets a cell phone and he destroys a supercomputer with it over the internet. Huzzah, man! Yeah. <laughs> it's just like, yeah. We just whip up my old T-Mobile phone and uh, punch in a couple text messages. Yeah. So it's really outlandish. It's kind of funny because this King of America tries to act like, oh, like he's badass. And really, he's just like some script kitty. So basically, that's his arch rival. There's another girl who comes into play who looks just as young and probably is who kind of gets attracted to BPS because she works for the U.S. Navy. Apparently, the U.S. Navy has jurisdiction over Japan and how things are run, and he kind of helps out. So basically, it's all these outlandish things. I mean, like, there was another episode where he takes control of an old Russian satellite that he he just happens to make fall on top of a of a tanker <laughs> that was hijacked. <laughs> so I mean, it's really crazy. It's really and and yeah, and the the love story between a couple of the characters that he has um, is kind of interesting, but the overall plot is pretty boring, and they leave it open for a secondary season. But I mean, it's I don't I won't hold your breath. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of older now, so. Yeah, and when I say one thing, though, the, the producers did something really interesting. At the very end of the show, they kind of did a thank you to the fans. And the reason I say it was unique was because 
they mentioned fan subbers. They basically said, thank you for watching the show. May have been on in Japan, people outside of Japan, and everyone watching on a PC monitor. <laughs> and you don't hear about, you know, school days, thank, you know, producers of school days thanking the fans for illegally downloading their show. You know. Yeah. So, I guess if I had to rate it, I'd just give it a 5 out of 10. It was interesting, it kept my attention, it was quick and sweet. I was able to finish the show in probably three hours tops. I mean, I'd watch a show, take a small break, watch a show, watch a few more, take a break. Eight and a half minutes seems perfect for the show. The, the jokes are kind of old, and being the same guy just is kind of old. But they try to make it uh, make it up with a little bit of a love story, and some other characters are introduced. But overall, just kind of there. But it's fun, right? Yeah, it was a fun show. It was short and sweet. I didn't have to devote tons of time. There was only five, six characters tops throughout the entire show, so it was easy to keep track of everyone and where they where they kind of stood. So yes, that go. is our long lost anime for this this episode. Hooray! Exactly. And with that, we're gonna start our closeout for the night and. I just want to tell everybody, I just want to thank everyone for listening, and then remind people to hit us up at abonsipodcast at gmail.com, and review us on iTunes, check us out, ever uh, check out the blog at a, and a shit, abonsipodcast.animeblogger.net. <laughs> yes. So, yeah. Hit us up, basically, is what I'm telling you. Email yeah. us, comment, um, review uh, on iTunes. We want to hear from you. We want um, we want a little loving. Yeah, damn it. We're needy. Yes. Uh, we're also available. I am. Rawr. <laughs> uh, we are also on SwitchPod, and we are also on FeedBurner, and you can actually find all our past episodes. You can subscribe to our FeedBurner. And you can also get our RSS, or excuse me, our XML. So basically, you can subscribe to us in any format, audio, Yahoo, any RSS reader should be, or, uh, or iTunes, man. iTunes, any of that stuff should be able to read our XML. So, hit us yeah, up. hit us up, that's all we ask. Yeah. You know, we're doing this for fun, but it's always more interesting to hear from you guys. Yeah, definitely. So it's one of my favorite things to hear. And with that, I think we're going to call it a week. And I want to just say, everybody, keep it real and don't stop moving to the bonsai beat. Indeed. So this is Jillogoon and Pats saying sayonara. Peace. We now return to Battling Seizure Robots. Remember to check us out on iTunes. SwitchPod or FeedBurner send us comments and feedback via email at bonsipodcast at gmail.com. Special thanks to the Anime News Network.